We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 26th, 2008. And today we're going to be doing a teaching on Barack Hussein Obama. And we're going to be talking about his uh, lineage, the whole birth certificate issue that you might have seen in some of the alternative news sites. Uh, we're going to be segueing then into a lot of his policies, seeing if there's any proof on a lot of the allegations that are against him, and uh, they are voluminous. This is a was a really eye-opening study for me. We've already done one on Obama before, entitled The Spell and Deception of Barack Obama, but this one is going to carry it even a lot further, uh, really going to be looking a lot into his, uh, his background. Uh, now, as far as doing a study like this... Uh, Partly, uh, I want to try to establish this from a biblical standpoint. Uh, partly the reason that I would bring forth this type of information well, would be for various different Bible verses. The first one, because I really view this ministry as a watchman type ministry. Ezekiel 33.6 says, But if the watchman see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take away any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So there's a certain amount of fear of the Lord on my part that goes into bringing forth these, these uh, presentations on a weekly basis. Now, uh, in regard to uh, Barack Obama, if ever I have seen a potential sword coming to the body of Christ in America, this man embodies that sword. Okay, so... Uh, I, I really believe that that lines up with Ezekiel 33.6, uh, particularly with the, with the amount of information that we're going to be going over today and probably spilling over into next week uh, because it's just it's voluminous. It's, there's a lot of it. Um, and then also, if we look at the verse of um, Romans 16, 17, and 18, see, Obama says, you know, he was in these Christian churches and these types of things, and he's a Christian. Okay, well, the Bible says in uh, Romans 16, 17, and 18, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Well, he deserves to be marked because he calls himself... You know, Christian, and we're going to really see if that's if that's what he is. I mean, by their fruits you shall know them. Uh, also, the Bible says in John nine four, I must work the works of Him that sent me, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And if this man gets in, I don't know how much time uh, Christians are going to have for free speech. But it's not going to be a lot of time left, most likely, in America. Uh, our days of of free speech are most likely going to be severely numbered if, if, this, uh, if this person gets in. Uh, going further, Matthew 12.37 says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Well, we're going to look at a lot of Barack Obama's words today and see if they are condemning or justifying words before the Lord. Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Well, there's a lot of Christians right now that are actually... These, I guess you'd call them pseudo or lukewarm Christians, they're actually going to be voting for Obama in the upcoming election, which to me is just, you know, I, that's, that's incom, it's inconceivable to me. I mean, he's the most rabidly pro-abortion uh, senator that they've ever, ever seen on record. 
Okay, and we're going to be documenting that. How could you vote for somebody like that? I, I'm, I'm, and again, don't think that today's teaching is an endorsement for McCain. Okay, because uh, I, I'm not. <laughs> we're going to be going into the whole voting process and seeing if your vote even matters anyway. And I think that's easily verifiable through many different sources that the voting process in America has been totally uh, compromised, and, and uh, that's a whole other subject we will be getting in today. Matthew twenty four twenty four says, "If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect," uh, and that's very uh, appropriate to bring that up in regard to Obama because there are people that are actually going to be voting for him that that maybe don't truly know any better. Second uh, Corinthians two eleven says, "Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices." Well, this is definitely a way that Satan's getting an advantage of a lot of different people, uh, mostly unsaved, but. They are, they are truly ignorant of the devices that this man is going to be bringing. And the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2.15, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. So we are supposed to judge, but we're supposed to judge righteous judgment according to what Jesus Christ said. Not hypocritical judgment, which is where you have a beam in your own eye and you judge the speck in your brothers. So I just wanted to lay that kind of as a, as a foundation uh, today And also, in regard to these matters that we're going to be talking about, I'm not bringing this forth just so that we can wring our hands and sit there and, and fret and worry. The Bible says not to do that. Take no heed for tomorrow sufficient of the day is the evil thereof. But these are things that we should be praying about. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay? Um, but... As Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. There's a, there's a good likelihood that this man, if he gets into office, and that's the way that it's looking at this point, according to the, uh, the media-controlled and the, and the establishment-controlled polling that we're seeing on, on the television, he's, I heard last night they were predicting a democratic landslide. That was the quote. Um, the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. And the church, for the most part, the 501c3 church, for the most part, has sat silent and has done nothing in regard to these issues. And there is absolutely no excuse because with as many churches and as much TV ministry as we've got going uh, on there, if these ministries were really of God and if they really were true, they would be crying out regarding the truth in regard to these and many, many other issues. But for the most part, they just stay in silent because their creator, which is the U.S. government and the Internal Revenue Service, they have to abide by certain guidelines in order to maintain their 501c3 tax-exempt status so all their parishioners can write off their taxes, um, which is really biblical. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, let, your right, let not your right hand know what your left hand is doing. And they want to do it to be seen among all of, of men so that they can write it off on their taxes, which is a corrupt biblical motivation, and the church wants to be able to maintain their status and also receive subsidies from the government, these types of things. So really, um, it really shouldn't surprise us that they are standing silent on these issues and that they're not crying out against it. Now, some of them are a little bit. Okay, we're going to be talking about one uh, that, that is a little bit, but they're there's only so much that these types of ministries can, can say, really, in the long run. This may be the very way, this may be the very person that God is going to use in order to bring judgment on the church in America because judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. And if that's the Lord's will, let His will be done. So I think when we pray about this, 
um, you know, it's it's fine to pray, you know, Lord, if it be your will, let this man be exposed, or or, or however the Lord leads you to pray. I mean, we just want the truth to come forth. Uh, but so I kind of wanted just to establish that as a basis for today's study. Uh, the first article that we're going to be citing today uh, is, and I was up, I was up to about two thirty last night, finally getting all of this. Is prepared. I've been preparing this for uh, I don't know how long now, and the reason it's taken me so long is because this information just keeps pouring in, and there's more and more updates on this, and the information that they're finding out about Barack Obama is becoming more and more flagrant. And this is one that just came out on October 22nd, and it's a by a uh, a lady named Joan. Swirlsky, she did a very good job. She's a, a New York-based journalist and author who, um, she even gives her email at the end of the article. But I like this particular article to start things off because it gave a good synopsis of what is going on and allows us to segue into some other things in regard to this teaching. It starts off by saying, uh, and it's entitled, My Mother's Birth Certificate in Obama's. So this is a good, again, this is a, a good contrast she's going to give here. It starts out by saying, four years ago, when I had just about completed the lengthy legal and financial vetting process required by the U.S. government to place my then 92-year-old mother in a nursing home, I was asked to produce her birth certificate as proof of her citizenship while she was born in America. She had voted in every election for untold decades and paid her taxes religiously, but that wasn't good enough to qualify my elderly mother. She was death legal deaf, legally blind, and confined to a wheelchair. Uh, She needed more than that to be admitted to the facility I'd chosen for her to be near my home. Frankly, I didn't think finding my mother's birth certificate was possible. Given the fact that she had been born in a farmhouse in Storrs, Connecticut, along with nine of her other ten siblings, to parents who didn't speak English, despairingly that she would never be qualified to receive the care she desperately needed, I set about to find the document, her birth certificate, which I was sure had vanished in the unreliable record-keeping of 1913. Okay, this is 1913 we're talking about here. She said, first I called an official in Hartford, the capital of Connecticut, who recommended that I call the store's record-keeping office. That took two minutes. Next, I called the store's office and was told to call another number. That took two minutes. When I called the third number, I explained to the woman who answered the phone that I was asking something impossible, quote, something impossible. I gave her my mother's first name and her father's last name. That's all she gave her, okay? Within four minutes, she said, here it is. She said, I had found my mother's birth certificate, and it surprised me when I learned that my mother's real first name and real last name had changed significantly as she and her family became Americanized. When I expressed my amazement, the woman said, that's nothing. We're routinely asked to find birth certificates from the 1800s, and we do that all the time. The total time for me to find my mother's 1913 born-in-a-farmhouse birth certificate of another name took 10 minutes. Okay, so bear that in mind, this little story that we just read, in regard to Obama not being able to produce his birth certificate, okay, which is part of the subject that we're going to be um, talking about today here. So the next part is entitled, Where is Obama's Birth Certificate? To this date, Barack Obama has refused or been unable to produce an authentic 
birth certificate that attests to the fact that he is an American-born citizen. He has had more than two years of campaigning for the presidency of the United States to do this, but failed. But the, the, again, again, the question you have to ask yourself is, why in the world wouldn't our government have required this very thing right up front, right off the bat, before he was ever even eligible to run for president, or for senator, or for any other political office, or to attend Harvard, which is where he attended, or to do a lot of the other things that, that he's, he's done. Well, it sounds like, to me, he's had some kind of really, really special free pass going on here. Um, then she says, why is it important? Because the Constitution of the United States expressly forbids anyone born of foreign soil to run for the highest office in our land. That's why. You would think that Obama would have volunteered this proof of his eligibility within a nanosecond of entering the race. But here we are, less than two weeks away from the election, and Americans still don't know if Obama's even an American. While Obama's camp submitted a supposedly authentic birth certificate to the far-left blog Daily Kos, K-O-S, it was found to have been a Photoshop version of the birth certificates of his half-sister who was actually born in Hawaii, as Obama claims that he was. Okay, so it was a Photoshop version, this thing. Well, and we're going to get into that more later. While this glaring omission in Obama's eligibility to become the most powerful man on earth mystified some and rankled others, a few people, clearly alarmed at what they considered a stealth candidate's attempt to dance his way around the Constitution and venture into the realm of criminality, took action. So, the first one, uh, she entitles as Sleuth One, which is, the first sleuth was lawyer Philip J. Berg, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, and an undisguised Hillary fan. Okay, so this guy's a Democrat, though. Okay, so it's a Democrat going after a Democrat. Last August, Berg, who's a former deputy attorney general of Pennsylvania and one-time candidate for both governor and senator, I mean, the guy's got some credentials here. Okay, he filed a lawsuit in federal court called, it was entitled Berg versus Obama, Obama. Uh, civil action number 08-CV-4083, if you want to look it up. Seeking a declaratory judgment and an injunction against Obama alleging that the first term Illinois senator did not meet the qualifications for president of the United States. Okay, now again, why isn't this all over the news? Well, because everything's controlled. So if we go further... Now, so, Berg's website, if you want to go look it up, is www.obamacrimes.com. Obamacrimes, one word. And I, I like the title. It's very fitting. So... He said in this on his website, voters donated money, goods and services to elect a nominee and were defrauded by Senator Obama's lies and obfuscations. Berg said he clearly shows a conscience of guilt by his actions in using the forged birth certificate and the lies he's told to cover his loss of citizenship. We believe he supported this belief by his actions in hiding his secret in that he failed to regain his citizenship and use documents to further his position as a natural-born citizen. His very acts prove he knew he was no longer a natural-born citizen. We believe he knew he was defrauding the country, or else why would he have used a forged birth certificate of his half-sister? 
If the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, officers and or leaders had performed one ounce of due diligence, we would not find ourselves in this emergency predicament. From making a person the nominee who has lost their citizenship as a child and failed to even perform the basic steps of regaining citizenship through an oath of allegiance at the age of 18 as prescribed by constitutional laws. Okay, now this guy's an attorney who's just basically dealing with the law here. Okay, The net result of Byrd's efforts was that on September 9th, both Obama and the Democratic National Committee filed a joint motion for the protective order to stay discovery pending a decision on the motion to dismiss his lawsuit. In other words, to make Berg's lawsuit go away. So, in other words, so Obama's response was not to produce the birth certificate. The DNC's response was, no, no, we, we're not going to produce the birth certificate. We're going to file a joint motion against you for a protective order to stay of discovery and a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. Because what you're saying, we don't really care we're going to do what we want to do and you're going to like it and we're just going to we're just going to dismiss your case without really ever even uh, getting into it further now unfortunately i just got this update last night regarding this and this was from world daily net uh october 25th it just came out uh yesterday and it's entitled judge dismisses obama's birth certificate lawsuit and then it says, rulers, rules voters don't have standing to police constitutional requirements for the president. Uh, World Daily Net, October 25th. Uh, it starts out by saying, a lawsuit filed by Democratic attorney Philip Berg alleging that Senator Barack Obama is ineligible to be the president was dismissed by a federal judge yesterday on the grounds that Berg lacks standing to bring the lawsuit. In a 34-page memorandum that accompanied the court order, the dishonorable R. Barclay Surick, I, I put in the dis, dishonorable Judge Barclay Surick concludes that ordinary citizens can't sue to ensure that a presidential candidate actually meets the constitutional requirements of the office. Well, that's, you know, that... That's that's a nice ruling, you know. It's it's what what the American judges do in this country, and trust me, I have firsthand experience with this. Is they just kind of make it up as they go anymore. It's really how our whole governments become. If there's something that they don't like, they'll just kind of you know use diversionary tactics or come up with some uh, ruling or whatever to, to basically try to dismiss it. Now the Bible says, and this is I think this verse is very apropos in regard to this matter. The Bible says if we look at it in um, Psalm 94:16 and 20, Psalm 94:16 and 20 says, "Who will rise up for me against the evil doers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law?" This is what we're talking about. Framing mischief by a law. And mischief is a real nice way of, of putting it. Okay, this is, I think this goes way beyond mischief. Um, but in, in, from a biblical vernacular, mischief, you know, it had a little different, more stern meaning. Uh, so again, the Bible poses the question, who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Now, this man, Philip J. Berg, you know, his motivation is probably purely just to get Hillary Clinton, I'm sorry, Hillary, into the White House... And um, that's probably his main motivation. So I'm not saying his motivations are pure. I think that what he's doing is good from the standpoint is that it's bringing out truth. 
Okay, that's about the only way, you know, way I would say I have common ground with the man. Um, because this is, this is a matter of, of, okay, finding out truth. This article goes on to state that Surik defers to Congress, this is the judge, saying that the legislature could determine that citizens, voters, or party members should police the Constitution's eligibility requirements for presidency. He said, but that would take new laws to grant new individual, to grant individual citizens that ability. Until that time, Sirk says, voters do not have the standing to bring the sort of challenge that the plaintiff attempts to bring. This is just an excuse to deny us justice. We don't have standing to find out if the man running for president of the United States now predicted to win by a landslide is even a U.S. citizen? And this is an attorney doing it? Then who does have standing? Who does? Nobody is, is essentially w- what we're going to come to the conclusion of. Nobody in their eyes does. So if we go further, Berg has maintained that uncertainty about how the U.S. does enforce the requirements of presidency may result in a constitutional crisis should an, should an ineligible candidate win the office. And that's exactly what it appears is going to happen. That this man, who essentially, and we're going to find this out, is an illegal alien, who is totally ineligible, who has totally defrauded everyone through his campaign. Okay, and that, again, this isn't an endorsement for 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 uh, McCain. Okay, I'm not saying so. I'm not I'm not doing that for that reason. But I'm I'm keen on Obama because the evil that this man brings to the table, as far as a presidential candidate, is unlike anything I have ever seen, or I think we will have ever seen in this country from the history that elections started taking place. And I, and we're going to hopefully prove that today here. Unfortunately, prove it. So this goes on to say, this is a question of who has standing to stand up for a constitution, Berg told Jeff Schreibner of the American Right blog. He said, quote, if I don't have standing, if you don't have standing, if your neighbor doesn't have standing to ask whether or not we are like, whether or not the likely next president of the United States is eligible to be in the office in the first place, then who does? And again, I, I know I just kind of restated what I already said. As World Daily Net reported, uh, Berg filed suit in the U.S. District Court, and we already covered that. Now, this judge said Zurich did not rule on the birth certificate controversy. Oh, how convenient. Of course he didn't. Because he is going to... This man, this judge, which is very, very typical of, of the corrupt U.S. court system, he's going to use diversionary tactics in order to get the spotlight off the birth certificate, which is the main issue here, and put it on some other superfluous issue saying, you don't have standing to bring this to... And again, who does then? You know, that, that's so, that type of ruling was probably well thought out by his Illuminati handlers, or whoever his handlers are, in order to say basically, well, then nobody's going to be able to bring it, and by the time anybody would bring it, he's already going to be in office anyway. And, you know, damage done. Game, you know, uh, mission accomplished. So he didn't even rule on the birth certificate controversy. Though he did express skepticism over the notion that a foreign-born Obama would have escaped the primaries without being discovered. Not if he honestly looked at the facts, he wouldn't. But he didn't look at the facts. Again, it's just lies and, and subterfuge in order to deceive, you know, essentially everyone. Uh, if we go further, it says that um, the plaintiff... Uh, here... It, said, it goes on to say, Instead, Surik, this judge, cites Article 3 of the Constitution, limiting 
federal judiciary power to handling of cases and controversies in which plaintiffs have clear standing through specific personal injury. You know, I just love legal ease. Don't you love legalese when they get into that kind of talk? When it, you're, you're, you're like talking in circles almost? And so he said, um, Berg, the judge ruled, simply didn't have a case for a particular injury and thus no standing to sue. So he wasn't injured. I mean, what a bunch of garbage we're talking about here. And again, just total total diversionary tactic on this corrupt judge's, judge's part. Um, they, the, 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 the judiciary in this country... Um, you know, I've seen it happen to my parents. They essentially had a multi-million dollar company stolen from them by a very uh, 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 rich family um, who had bought the company. And we found out this family would, uh, after the fact, that they've done this to many, many other people. But because they're the seventh richest family in a, in a particular state in this in a, in America. They were able to get away with this because what they do is not only do they have 50 attorneys that, and this is how they practice business. And I'm telling you, the judges and these big businesses, many times, and the politicians will work together in order to accomplish and get what they want. They 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 routinely go and they will make uh, arrangements with companies. They will pay them a small uh, amount up front, and then they they uh, renege on the deal. Then what ends up happening is when the person comes back and says, well, okay, you need to honor your contract, they say, you know, tough, sue us, we've got 50 attorneys. And then if that doesn't by chance work, like they did in my parents' case, they actually will buy a judge off, and they had all the judges bought off up where they were at. Um, And um, what ended up happening is... um, we didn't want to do that. My parents didn't want to do battle with them up in the state that they were in, so they tried. They filed all the motions in in the state where we were at in Florida. And what they finally ended up doing is they finally ended up buying this judge off. Now this was a very very high level judge. Okay, I actually researched this guy on the internet, and I mean we're talking. This guy had connections like you would not believe. They actually bought this judge off, flew him down to where I live in, in Florida just so he could rule on my parents' cases and rule negatively every single time, dismiss everything as though it had no merit whatsoever. There they are. They've got a multi-million dollar company stolen from them. Okay? And, and he, he finally ruled on it and ruled on it ruled on it until there was no more chance. And then he left. He, he flew back. And that happens all the time, this type of stuff. Okay? That is how corrupt... The, the judiciary in this country has become okay. That's just one example, and that's a first-hand example for me. So um, this doesn't really surprise me. It's grievous, uh, but again, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. These are people that have framed mischief by a law, okay, and they make this stuff up, stuff up as they go, pretty much anymore. This article ends by saying Berg told America's right. That even if he technically can't hold Obama accountable to the Constitution, someone should. He plans to appeal this case to the Third Court of Appeals and then to the United States Supreme Court. Well, again, the, the way the way this judge worded this thing, it doesn't sound like anybody's going to be, be able to bring a motion to him against him. And again, notice the core issue was of the birth certificate. Okay, was totally ignored in this particular ruling. This is what is to be expected anymore in the, ju- the judiciary uh, system 
the legal system of this country. Now, I'm not saying every single judge is corrupt and, the, and this and that, okay? But I'm saying this didn't surprise me one bit learning uh, this information, unfortunately. So if we go further... Okay, so Berg said that he was outraged... As this is another attempt to hide the truth from the public, it is obvious that documents do not exist to prove that Obama is qualified to be president. The joint motion, now we're going back to the original article, the joint motion, Berg asserted, was a concern, this joint motion from the Democratic National Convention and Obama himself, was a joint effort, a joint motion, a concerted effort to avoid the truth by attempting to delay the judicial process, although legal, not by resolving the issue presented. That is, whether Obama, Barack Obama meets the qualifications to be president. He said it was obvious that Obama was born in Kenya and does not meet the qualifications to be president of the United States. Simply said, Obama is unable to produce a certified copy of his birth certificate from Hawaii because it does not exist. And if, if it did exist, he would have produced it a long time ago. But it doesn't, okay? Now, again, but please, don't be surprised to see all of a sudden one turn up all of a sudden, you know? But again, you would have to ask yourself the question, why wasn't this done, you know, back in the vetting process when they were, you know, when he entered into politics or even further along before that? I mean, come on, these people at this level have, have access to people that can... That can uh, uh, issue document forgeries that's not a big deal i just think you know looking at this case it's almost as though the illuminati was there saying okay i mean how how dumbed down is the american populace i mean are we going to actually be able to get this guy through without a public outrising of the where this guy hasn't even been able to produce a birth certificate are they that dumbed down because we're not going to give them that we're not even going to give them a, a, a good forgery we're going to give them a bad forgery and we're going to see what their reaction is and really for the most part there's been no reaction because it's not in the mainstream news and, and people don't even you know think anything of it so if we go further, uh, then she talks about the second person that's going after him. Also in August, longtime Obama nemesis Andy Martin, a Chicago journalist, lawyer, author of the bestseller Obama, The Man Behind the Mask, and the executive editor of ContrarianCommunity.com, he filed a suit in the court of the First Circuit State of Hawaii uh, against, and it even gives the document number here. I'll make sure that all these articles are in my PDF file. So, you know, you can, you can access, it's going to be a big PDF file for this one because there's so much evidence against him. But he filed a suit, um, in Hawaii against the Republican governor, uh, Linda Lingle and the director of the Department of Health, Dr. Fukino. Martin's suit al alleged that the defendants had refused to provide a copy of the requested certified copy of birth certificate of Senator Obama attested to by the state and not a not and not a certificate which is posted on the website which has been debunked as 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 having been possibly altered okay so again you know this one lady was able to go of her 1913 her mom, her, her grandma was born in 1913 okay and i mean in a farmhouse in Connecticut and they were able to find it in 10 minutes. And now we're, we're talking about somebody that was born way more many years later. And we can't find it. No, we, we, we're, just, we're not able to give you a certified real copy. I mean, it's a bunch of garbage. And then he goes on to say, 
It's axiomatic, Martin Suit said, that the birth certificate of a presidential candidate is a document of crucial public concern and significance. Failing both his petition and the initial emergency motion, Martin filed his second emergency motion this month. And again, all the, all the actual numbers of these filings are right here in this article. This second filing was for an order to show cause directing the defendants on or before October 22, 2008, at a hearing before this court why the relief requested by the plaintiff should not be granted. The lawsuit does not involve complicated or disputed facts. I mean, come on, this is a birth certificate. It's not like we're, we're you know, this isn't like we're trying to, uh, I, I don't even know what a good example would be. But this isn't rocket science. This is producing a certified copy of his birth certificate. Why is it such a big deal? It's such a big deal because he was born in Kenya. That's why. Okay, He wasn't born here. And it's well known. And we're going to be looking at those facts later. And therefore, he shouldn't even... He should have no right whatsoever to run for presidency, according to our own, um, own law system. And then he goes on to say, Why is Barack Obama obstructing access to his birth records? Martin asks along with his obstructing access to college records and other essential information about his past. See, he's doing this about a lot of things. I want to see a certified, and we're going to see why he's doing it about all his other areas of his life as well. He says, I want to see a certified copy issued by the state of Hawaii, not one issued by the state of Obama. Interestingly, we think we know why he has virtually imprisoned his white grandmother and refuses to allow her to appear in public. Ah, because she knows the truth. Numerous conservative journalists and talking heads and bloggers have addressed Obama's fitness to be president, questioning his number one read-thin resume. In other words, he doesn't hardly have any resume as far as being president of the United States. Number two, his stunning lack of concrete legislative accomplishments, both in Illinois' legislature and in the U.S. Senate. Not only that, he has been proven, and we're going to look at this later, to be the most liberal um, uh, senator ever on record, ever on record. Okay, so that's that's really you know, and and I'm talking pro-abortion like you have never ever seen, ever. Uh, then we go further. His longtime close relationships and associations with the Marxists and anti-American militants like Frank Marshall, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Father Michael Fleeger, and Khalid Rajdini etc. Uh, then the next point, failure to provide transcripts of his years at Occidental College, Columbia University, and Harvard Law School. I mean, what does this guy have to hide? We're going to see he has a lot to hide. And then, and then failure to provide any more than a one-page report from his medical doctor about his health status. Uh, next point, rationale for flip-flopping on every major issue, economic policy, domestic policy, foreign policy during his campaign. The sleuthing continues. According to Berg, Martin, and a number of other sources, Obama was really born in the Coast Provincial General Hospital in Mombasa, Kenya, at 7.24 p.m. on August 4, 1961, a birth that was documented by a certificate with an embossed seal that displays the name of the hospital, as well as witness signatures. In addition, if these reports are accurate, his grandmother in Kenya, as well as his brother and sister, claim that they were present during Obama's birth in Kenya. His brother and sister, his grandmother, we know his mom was there. 
we can we can rule that one out. Maybe that's a big reason why he's keeping an eye, an eye on, on his grandmother so close. And then we're going to talk about her next. Now, belatedly, that the net is closing in on Obama and the suspicions, as many have alleged, are now that he is a Trojan horse for the Islamic Muslim interest or a Manchurian candidate or a total fraud. I think he's probably a combination of all of the above. Obama has seemingly discovered an interest in his ailing grandmother. Yes, the Grammy, who he has so who he so amply threw under the bus during his early campaign days. He is, he is now so worried about this Grandma Dunham, the woman who raised him but strangely didn't attend his nomination, that he has taken a few days off from his intense campaign to visit this ailing widow. Or could he be strangely... Or Listen to this. Now, I think they brought up a very good point. Or could the strangely timed trip to Hawaii really be to clear up the sticky case of the missing birth certificate. So again, please, if you hear this report, and then all of a sudden the next day, oh, we found Obama's birth certificate, it's here. Okay, don't don't be surprised. This should have been produced a long time ago. And you know what? It doesn't take away the fact that you have eyewitnesses that's, that saw him being given birth to in Kenya at this particular hospital at this specific time, and that Kenya has a specific um, birth certificate for him that's 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 certified and authorized and embossed and stamped the whole nine yards. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't negate that. Okay, the the preponderance of proof is that he was born in Kenya. She goes on to say, I live in New York where it is not uncommon for big payoffs to influence people to come up with the goods. A half a million here, a dire threat there, often influence people to do things, like perjure themselves, produce phony documents, etc., that they would never do unless they were under pressured circumstances. If the magic document doesn't appear, it is possible and entirely legal that Obama could be removed from the ballots in the states that are questioning his eligibility. He should be. He should absolutely be removed. And we're going to see later, he shouldn't just be removed, he should be deported as an illegal alien. We're, we're going to really be getting into that as well. According to the recent article, the Daily Herald in Everett, Washington, a civil action was filed in Washington State Superior Court against uh, Sam Reed, Secretary of State, demanding that the Illinois Senator Barack Obama be removed from the ballot in Washington unless he can provide verification of his status as a United States citizen. So now here we have the third person going after Obama on the same exact issue. And again, there's no satisfaction taking place here whatsoever because the, the, the real birth certificate doesn't exist. So this guy, he filed, um, he filed, uh, in Washington, uh, State Superior Court, Sam Reed, Secretary of State, demanding that Barack Obama be removed from the ballot, okay? Uh, the citizen who filed the suit, Stephen Marquis, asked that Reed verify by looking at the original or certified verifiable official documents that Obama is a natural-born citizen of the United States and eligible to serve as president and that office and to, and to produce these documents by, you know, before Election Day. Like others investigating the matter, Marquis said that answering the unanswered questions about Obama's citizenship and background would preclude a constitutional crisis and likely civil unrest that would arise if information about Obama's ineligibility came to light after the election. Well, I, I hate to say this, but the people that are for Obama, I don't think this is going to matter to them. 
they don't really care because their minds are made up. They're already under his spell. And I mean that literally. There's all kind of articles up on the internet right now saying that these, these crusades that Obama is holding where he's being elevated to this Messiah-like status where people are worshiping him and revering him like a god. Okay, These people are under his spell. Of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. And let's read that verse. 2 Peter 2.17-19. through 19. This describes Barack Obama, I think, to a T, and a lot of other people. This, this describes a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing, and a lot of people that, that are um, highly esteemed among men, but are an abomination in the sight of God, according to Scripture. 2 Peter 2.17-19 says, These are wells without water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. That's what Obama has to look forward to, the midst of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh. Okay, this is what Obama does. He tells you what you want to hear. He tells the sheeple people who are following him. I've heard them referred to as obots now. It's like robots, they're called obots. Okay, he tells his obot crowd what they want to hear. He speaks great swelling words of vanity. He allures them through the lust of the flesh. Hey, man, I, I was in the gym, um, th- this gym the other day, and there was a guy in there. He's the gym owner, and he was like, "Yeah, man." He says, "I don't care really about what anything else, but Obama, we're going to get paid on this. We're going to get paid." That's what he. That's all he cared about. He could care less. And then my friend who was in there, who's a Christian, engaged him on this issue, and he got into the abortion issue, and the guy could care less about the abortion issue. He could care less. He says that that's their, that they can do whatever they want and do this or that. And he got into a pretty heated debate out in the uh, parking lot with them. And, you know, just, you know, he was, he was frustrated over the whole thing, and I felt for him, but I said, you know, man, hey, this is the way it is. This is the way the end times are. People... They don't have natural affection like you. Things that that should be bothering them don't bother them. They're only worried about themselves. Their God is mammon. Their God is their belly. Okay? And the love of money is the root of all evil. A lot of people are thinking that Obama is going to be their savior and they're going to get paid. Okay? It's just crazy. But let me go back to this verse. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them that live in air. And again, this is why I bring forth these teachings on a weekly basis, because a lot of people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. According to Hosea 4.6, they have rejected knowledge, they have rejected truth, and according to Hosea 4.6, God says, I will also reject thee and thy children when you do this willfully. Okay? So they're being destroyed for lack of knowledge, and it's also affecting their families, in other words. And these people need to escape from them that live in air. You do not want to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. If you are yoking yourself up with Obama, you are you are unequally yoking yourself. So you could see all of the different motivations, biblical motivations that I could have for presenting this information today in regard to Obama. Now we go further. It says, though they promise them liberty, which is exactly what Obama's doing, they themselves are the servants of corruption. And if there was ever a servant of corruption, this man is it. For whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. When you go and you sit under, whether it's Benny Hinn or Smiley Joe Osteen or whoever, or TBN Paul Crouch, 
whoever you're sitting under, if they are a servant of corruption, and all these ones that I just mentioned, and so is Obama, if you go and you sit under their teachings and you buy into their stuff, and particularly if, if you're listening to them all the time, you will be overcome by them, and they will bring you into bondage. Although they promise you liberty, all they're going to bring you is bondage, and ultimately death and hell. Okay, because they are of their father the devil, and of his works they will do. He, the devil, was the father and is the father of lies. And they are of their father, and of his works they will do. Okay, so you, are you hopefully piecing this all together here? You want to stay away from these types of people. Now, you know, Obama claims to be, you know, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, you know, his pastor, he was a Christian, all this other stuff. Of course, he's the most rabid pro-abortion senator ever on record, okay? So that's kind of a contradiction with the Christian faith. Whereas the Bible says in Titus 1, 15b through 16, it says, Unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. And again, just think of Barack Obama here. But even their mind and their conscience is defiled. This man is a Muslim. He was brought up in Muslim schools. He is a Marxist. He is a communist. He is a socialist. He, uh, we're going to see all the things that he will, and if, if the Lord permits him, that he will do when he gets into office. And it is beyond draconian. We only thought Bush was bad. This guy is so far beyond anything I've ever seen come to this country. It's, it's just incomprehensible because, he's a, because we're essentially dealing with a person that was brought up with a terrorist mindset. Okay, that's what happens when you're raised Muslim, okay? That's just the deal. Titus 1, 15-16 says, and again, I'll repeat this, Unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess they know God, but in works they deny Him. This man professes he knows God. Maybe he knows Allah, the moon God, but that ain't God. That's not the God I serve. That's not creator God of the universe. That's not the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, is what the Bible says about Jesus Christ. No, no. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. This man in works shows that he denies God. He's a liar, number one. Total liar as we've already seen, but we're going to look at that. He's, he's evil, okay? Being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. This man is a reprobate, okay? So again, these are just some verses to think about as we go through this in, in order to understand, you know, why we need to... Uh, why we need to do this? And Jeremiah 7.28 says, But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation. This, this would apply to America. This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God. How do we know the voice of the Lord their God? Well, the Pentecostals will say, Oh, God spoke to me. He speaks to me all the time. And I, you know, okay. You know what? If that voice that's in your head contradicts the word of God in any way, shape, or form, then you're not hearing from God. You're hearing from another spirit. You're hearing another gospel. You're being deceived, Okay. The voice of God primarily in today's day and age is the completed written word of God, the King James Bible. Okay, That's the voice of God. It's the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same in the beginning was God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1. Okay, So again, we already have a completed word of God. So, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God. They obeyeth not the word of God, the Bible nor receiveth correction. This nation doesn't receive correction at all. God's given us all kind of chances. And now we have gay marriage in um, California. 
We've got it in Connecticut. We, they're trying to get it in, in uh, Florida, where I'm at here. Okay, And again, the Lord's, the Lord's letting all of these things happen. But again, the Bible talks about as it was in the days of Noah, and also as it was in the days of Lot. What was the biggest thing going on in Lot's days? Well, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah, it, whenever you get to that point where a nation is, is, is um, condoning homosexuality, promoting it, and not only that, but defending it, and I'm talking about when these laws are passed and the hate crime laws are passed and Obama is, is pro, rabidly pro-homosexual as you can get. He's going to protect the, the homosexuals. When all this starts to go down, I mean, God has no choice but to judge, okay? And it's also an indictment against the church because the church, for the most part, the 501c3 corporate church of America has stood, for the most part, silent on these issues because they're really not supposed to talk about these issues. They may get their tax-exempt status revoked. Yeah, sure, they may, they may mention this here or there or this or that, you know, but they've got to be careful what they do because you know, they don't, they don't want to get their corporate status revoked. You know, I see a lot of biblical precedent for um, you know, becoming a corporation in the Bible and yoking yourself up with the government and you know, having them you know, rule over you and, and be your creator. I, I see a lot of a lot of biblical precedent for that. Of course, I'm just being sarcastic there. So again, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Truth is perished. What we're talking about today is truth, but it's perished from this country. The, 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 the media has totally been corrupted every, in every way, shape, and form, essentially, other than some alternative sources you can go to. It's just unbelievable. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Barack Obama is deceiving this country, and he himself is deceived. Okay? Matthew 7, 6, uh, 16 says, You shall know them by their fruits. Well, you know, again, we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at their fruits. Isaiah 66, 3 and 4, he says, Yea, they have chosen their own ways. That's America. We've chosen our own ways that we're going to go. Yes, we had a lot of help from the Illuminati. Yes, they did push us in that direction. But ultimately, we've chosen our own ways. We're still going to have to give an account. And their soul delighteth in their abominations. And it's only going to get worse. This nation in particular, this na- and I'm not saying this isn't going on other places, like the UK and those types of places, or Australia. I don't want to leave you guys out. Okay? Yea, they have chosen their own ways. Their soul delighteth in their abominations. They actually love to do the abominations. Okay? They, they get satisfaction and gratification from, from abominations. And then God says, I will choose their delusions. And, and again, this is a big reason why I'm why this thing with Obama happening, particularly now when you when you when it's right on it's right at the, along the same time period when we ha- we're having gay marriage legally recognized in this country, okay, which is just the the beginning of really the end as far as I can see, as far as uh, free speech and these types of things in this country. God says. When you choose your own ways and when your soul delighteth in abominations, what's, what's the byproduct? Then God will choose their delusions. These, <clears throat> because this nation has made the choices that it has made, because the church has chosen to become this lukewarm, spineless entity, corporate entity in this country, God is going to choose their delusions, okay? And a, a lot of people that go around and they support this and they support that and, and 
it's just unbelievable. And Obama is one of those delusions, I believe, that the Lord is permitting to happen. The Lord Jesus Christ said in His Word, in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that He is going to be the one that will send the strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth. So the delusions are going to come in many forms. It's not just going to be one type of delusion. There's going to be Baskin-Robbins delusions. 54 flavors to match your every need. Okay? So, uh, your every carnal need, I should say. So God will choose their delusions. And then he says, I will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. And when I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes, and chose in that which I delighted not. And that, again, that's pretty much an indictment against the modern day church. The Bible says in Psalm 97 verse 10, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about hating evil. Because this thing with Obama is pure evil. So if, if we go further with this article that we're reading, on the week of October 21st, 2008, okay, so again, this is not very long ago, five days ago, Mr. Berg, this attorney, released the result of his investigations. In a startling press release, he has announced that Obama and the DNC admit all allegations vert in Berg versus Obama. In his release, Berg explained that by the way of failure to timely respond to the request for the admissions, the DNC has admitted that Obama is not qualified to be president and therefore Obama must immediately withdraw his candidacy for president and the DNC staff will substitute a qualified candidate. Berg stated that he filed requests for admissions on September 15, 2008 with the response by the way of answer or objection, had to be served within 30 days. This is just legal stuff here, okay? No response to the request for admissions were served by way of response or objection. Thus, all the admissions directed to Obama and the DNC are deemed admitted. Okay, now this is called, in law, one of the ways they refer to this is called standing mute. Meaning, you get served with something, there's a whole bunch of questions, and you just stand mute, you just do nothing. That's what they do, because they're above the law. Okay, that's what they feel. But when you do this and you don't respond, it's, a sense, it's a, essentially like tacitly admitting that it's true. Therefore, Obama must immediately withdraw his candidacy for president. According to Berg versus Obama, by default, he admitted to every charge the lawyer made. Among them, number one, I was born in Kenya. These are the charges that, that in, in other words, because they did not respond, because they stood mute, they didn't say anything, they admitted essentially the following. I was born in Kenya. I am a Kenyan natural born citizen. My foreign birth was requested in the state... My foreign birth was registered in the state of Hawaii. My foreign birth, not my, not my birth. My foreign birth was registered in the state of Hawaii. These are all the things they, they have not answered. Okay, in other words. My father, Barack Hussein Obama Sr., admittedly admitted paternity of me, he was my dad, five, my mother gave birth to me in Mo, Mamboza, Kenya. The list includes 56 admissions. Okay, I, I'm not going to read them all, um, but those are some of the, the big ones. The DNC's admissions, which number 27, include that they nominated Barack Hussein Obama as the Democratic nominee for president. They have not vetted 
Barack Hussein Obama, they haven't properly, in other words, they haven't properly um, examined his qualifications to see if that he does qualify to be president. That's part of the vetting process. Three, they did not have a background check performed on Barack Hussein Obama. Four, they did not verify Barack Hussein Obama's eligibility to serve as President of the United States. Five, Barack Hussein Obama was born in Kenya. To see the entire list, go to Obamacrimes.com. Obamacrimes.com. Interest in this case is understandably intense. Berg's website has already received over 55 million hits. 55 million! Okay, so there are a lot of people who know about this, but predictably, the overwhelmingly liberal media has yet to pick up on the story. As if ignoring a story that has profound implications for our republic and for the potential of a constitutional crisis is less important than discussing Sarah Palin's wardrobe. And again, they're going, and again, this isn't an endorsement for any other candidate in particular, okay? Um... Not to say that Chuck Baldwin would be bad or, or if Ron Paul wouldn't be infinitely better than, than either of these guys. I'm just saying, what I'm keen on today is Barack Obama because he is the immediate evil that, that, that I see in front of us. And, and it is an evil unlike anything I have ever seen come to this country if this man gets in. Um, but he had 55 million hip, hits. Uh, the, the media has been just totally totally silent on this, but yet they're digging through every little tiny skeleton in Sarah Palin's closet in order to get the spotlight on her and on McCain, and now there's all kind of disarray in the Palin-McCain camp. There's there's angst between now Sarah Palin and McCain because she doesn't feel like they're being aggressive enough. So, disappearing that they're in disarray, now they're predicting a democratic landslide. In other words, this, and again, the voting process is rigged. We're going to look at that a little bit later. okay? And that can be easily verified in this country. And then you have the Electoral College, which is a whole other thing we're going to talk about. This has all been predetermined, in other words. okay? For one reason or another, most likely due to his bloodline or something that, that, that the Illuminati deemed desirable, he was predestined to this. Okay, it's obvious that with all these strikes that are against him and all these things that he was born in Kenya, uh, essentially brought up then in Indonesia, was a Muslim, has Marxist and communistic ties, uh, all these things that are going against him, his unbelievably liberal uh, voting record, and the fact that he's gotten away with it all, it and yet and and yet they're putting like Palin. And them under these microscopes. I saw this documentary the other night on uh, public television where they were they were talking about both McCain and Obama. Okay, and this thing was like three hours, two hours long or something. And coming away from that thing, you could only come to the conclusion that McCain was basically like a dolt, was basically going to be like the loser. They portrayed him like. The loser, and they have portrayed Obama like the win. In all, in, in this documentary, it was almost like a foregone conclusion. In fact, you could have played this documentary after Obama had already won the elections, and it would almost seem like it would have fit into that. It, in other words, it was very skewed and biased. The media, in every way, shape, or form, now is is favoring Obama because that is the predetermined script that is being set in play, and he's getting all these, you know. All these extraordinary things are happening in his favor, you know, as we're seeing here. So the story goes on to say, it's possible that all the states that are working on obtaining Obama's birth certificate will simultaneously remove him from the ballot at one time. It is also possible 
that failing to produce the birth certificates, Obama will voluntarily step aside, leaving a breach through which Hillary will walk. Now, that's another, that's another thing. Again, I don't want Hillary in there either. Okay, but, you know, this is just evil heaped upon evil. Okay, and so... Again, may the Lord's will be done in this whole thing. Meanwhile, as legal challenges proceed at warp speed and Obama's lawyers scramble to avoid the scandal of the century, one thing remains intractably the same. Obama still hasn't produced proof of his U.S. citizenship. Uh, and then there's all kind of videos you can go watch right now. Of course, and we're going to be getting into that a little bit later, they're starting to yank these videos off YouTube, off the Internet, that are exposing Obama. Um, and... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that later coming up here. This next site is called Anti-Mullah, Mullah meaning like the Muslim mullahs. Uh, and this site uh, is noriblogspot.com. It's from, it's from October 11th, and it's entitled Born on the Coast Provincial General Hospital at Mombasa, Kenya, 7.24 p.m. on August 4th, 1961. This is in regard to Obama. Reports, quote, information that certified copies of Kenyan birth certificates for Obama were sent from Kenya and have been received by three separate individuals, and that these documents are certified and with an embossed seal, and display the name of the hospital where Obama was born, as well as witness signatures. Reportedly, these birth certificates reflect information filed October 9th by Philip, Philip Berg. And then we go on to the main story, which is entitled Barack Hussein Obama uh, Jr., or the second, by Judah Benjamin. It has been asserted by a number of sources, including Andy Martin, that Barack Hussein Obama was born in Mombasa, Kenya, and not in Hawaii at all. Philip Berg's latest motion in the court is more explicit since it gives an exact birthplace and time. I must assume that Berg did not simply pluck the location out of thin air. Mombasa has more than one hospital, although Coast Provincial General was the best in 1961. British birth certificates have a standard format which has been more or less the same since 1837. And they can only be challenged in British court. Kenyan law is explicit and can be challenged only in Kenyan court. Indonesian law, which is another place Obama grew up, spent time, Indonesian law is explicit and can only be challenged in an Indonesian court. Be clear, if Obama was born in Kenya, this is not simply a matter for the U.S. courts or the U.S. law. Okay, and again, this is what the evidence strongly, strongly, actually, it really doesn't suggest. It's proven. What would have to be done at this point, beyond him producing a Hawaii birth certificate, now is the debunking of the, birth, of the official birth certificates that have come out of Kenya. That would have to be debunked as well now. So you would have to, and, and again, we don't have that. We have the exact opposite scenario, but you know, the, uh, the press stands silent. Nobody says anything. And, you, you know, the thing about this, and, I'm, and I'll probably bring this up a little more later, if, if McCain really wanted to win, if he really, really wanted to win, why isn't he jumping all over this? You know, politicians jump on way less than an issue like this. They go, I mean, they go after all kind of things, you know. This is such a smoking gun. You would think if McCain really wanted to win... He'd jump all over this. But he's, he's basically denied it, too. He says, oh, no, no, Obama's, Obama's a citizen. Even though people have brought this up, like you had mentioned that, Nonetta, 
where, where these, these independent people have brought up that he was born in Kenya, he's a Muslim. He denies that. This is why I believe this is totally scripted. Because if he was really wanting to win, obviously he would have pursued this and Obama wouldn't even be running with him. This is a way he could immediately eliminate the competition. But he's, he has, he is, I believe, been anointed to be the loser Okay, in this particular race. Unless something big happens, now whether the Illuminati might step in and do something different, whether the Lord may permit something to happen, again, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Pray that the Lord's will be done, but, you know... This is pure evil, what we're dealing with here. If this man gets in, and, and, I, and again, I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park, you have McCain in there. Impeachment as a senator would seem not to be necessary since he would never legally have been one. You, you get it? He's born in Kenya. He was never legally, um, he was never legally supposed to be here and do what he's doing. But Dianne Feinstein and the members of the Senate Ethics and Rules Committee would be liable for impeachment. So would their opposite members in the Illinois Senate and the appropriate officials in the Illinois State Supreme Court and Bar, as far as I can see. Because why? Because they let him do the same thing. They've let him get this free ride, free pass without a birth certificate. This started a long time ago. In other words, this is a, this would be like the scandal, one of the scandals of the century, truly, if it did break. If, Surrent, if Senator Barack Hussein Obama was born in the Coastal Provincial General Hospital at Mombasa, Kenya at 7.24 p.m. on August 4th, 1961, or at any other time, he is not a natural born citizen of the United States, and he never will be. Philip J. Berg, Esquire, is correct under the Nationality Act of 1940, as revised June 1952, and in accord with the United States of America versus Cervantes Nava of 2002, and Drozid versus INS, Second Circuit Court in 1998, Senator Barack Obama II would not have been a legal U.S. citizen at all unless he was naturalized, and he should be deported as an illegal alien as it stands. Unless he can show otherwise, he should be. If he was born in the Coast Provincial General Hospital at Mombasa in Kenya, any certificate or certification of live birth issued for him by the state of Hawaii is fraudulent and illegal. And again, like I said, even if he produces, oh, I have this birth certificate from Hawaii. Well, wow, we've got your birth certificate from Kenya, which is the right one. We've got witnesses of your birth in Kenya. Huh, kind of crazy. At birth, he would have been a UK and a colony citizen, and in accord with the Kenyan Constitution, he would have become a Kenyan citizen December 1963 and would not have been a US citizen. This case might also need to go through the UK and the Kenyan courts, and it becomes a matter of international law and controversy as a result. So that's that's the report on, um, on that particular one. And then we've got uh, this one, is Obama a US citizen? Uh, which is a video you can go watch. I'll make sure I post this on the PDF. And uh, it's entitled, Is Obama a U.S. Citizen? Birth Certificate Video. Posted birth certificate appears to be a fake document. Um, the birth certificate presented by the Obama campaign has been photoshopped. In other words, it's been altered. Okay, Obama has posted what appears to be a fake birth certificate on his, quote, smears page to end rumors that he is not a U.S. citizen. If he has nothing to hide, why post a fake document? For $10, he can get a new one. And again, like we said, that one lady found her 
her grandmother's birth certificate in 10 minutes, and she was born 1913 in the Connecticut schoolhouse. But he can't, I guess he can't come up with the $10 cash in order to get a new one, even though he's got millions pouring into his campaign coffers, and a lot of that money is coming from Muslim sources. But here's the deal. If you donate less than $200 to Obama's campaign, he doesn't have to reveal who's donating. So he's got a lot of different donations, $200 and under, that are coming in from Muslim sources that he doesn't have to disclose. Okay, the Muslims want him in there real bad because he is one. And a communist, and a socialist, and a Marxist. And now we have fascism taking over this country because of the bailout. We've got the government buying up, you know, all kind of these uh, sectors of the private thing. And that's, that's basically fascism when you have the government running big business in any particular country. Who better to step in and take over as a fascist essentially to be dictator than Barack Obama. He's already in that mindset anyway. I mean, this would be the perfect segue for Satan. This would be the this would be Satan's perfect segue candidate into a fascist economy. Barack Obama. I mean, don't think I don't like him. You know, I, I hope anybody hasn't got the impression I didn't like the guy. You know, just kidding. Sorry, little humor there. Anyway, um, going further. Again, if he has nothing to hide, why post a fake document? It appears the image posted on Obama's Smears page is a copy of what was posted on the Coast, the Daily Coast page, I, I, that one other page we mentioned. Doesn't Obama have a certified copy? Why did his own campaign have a copy? To, we've already talked about three different people that have brought court actions to, to force them to produce this certified copy, and they haven't been able to do it. Here's another article, um, which is entitled, The Actual Court Case That May Overturn the Election, The Civil Action 08-CV-04083. I believe this is, um, the, yeah, this is uh, Attorney Berg's whole uh, civil court case. You can go read it on his lines on obamacrimes.com. You know, they're acting very, very, very above board, in other words. The one who's not acting above board is Obama. They're just ignoring, oh, you, you don't have any right to know this. Do you know who we are? We're the establishment. We do whatever we want to do. You peons don't tell us to do nothing. We'll be as flagrant as we want to be, and you'll like it, Mr. Sheeple people. That's essentially what they're saying to this country. And for the most part, the, um, the people are, are going along with it, and they're believing the controlled media, and, and they're just kind of going along with it, and they believe their vote really does count, and they're, and they're not going to let this happen. Well, we're going to talk about that in this next segment. Does your vote really count? We're also going to look a little bit more into this Obama thing, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and end part one here. We'll go to part two next.